Can I ask, was that woman your wife? Your current now wife? No. Someone else. <laughs> Sorry, okay, it we can edit that else. part out. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, that's fine. Hello, my friends. Welcome to episode 92 of the Between You and Me podcast. This is a place where we talk to music makers about the things that hurt, heal and change us in evangelical culture. My name is Jessica Morris. I am a music journalist from Australia. And today we have a really exciting upcoming artist for you. His name is Todd McVicker, and I cannot wait for you to hear his music. Now, before we move on, this episode is sponsored by our friends at JesusWide.com, your number one source for Christian music news, reviews, and interviews. They recently published our feature on Alvin Garrett. They've been great at sponsoring different episodes from our Better Together series, and we appreciate them, so go and check them out. And now, as always, you can go and connect with us online at Between You Me Pod. We are most active on Instagram, have lots of fun throwbacks, updates. And if you love what you hear, would you please go and consider going to your favorite podcast platform and giving us a star rating and review? It really, really makes our day. The other day I was doing a deep dive, which can be a bit scary, uh, scrolling through to see what reviews we had gotten and found that someone called Music Guru 3000, hi friends, don't know your actual name, but Music Guru is pretty fun to go with. He was kind enough to say that we are bold, challenging and refreshing and says, get ready, it's like an ad, right? Do you need a podcast that pushes your intellectual borders while building global harmony? I'm not even running for politics and that's just, can that be a political slogan or just a slogan for my life? Thank you, Music Guru. If you enjoy what we're doing and and according to Music Guru, want to help build global harmony, that's a large endeavor. We're here to just build community. Please go and check us out on your favorite podcast platform and hit subscribe. We have bi-weekly episodes at the moment with some amazing artists and would love to connect with you. Now back to the show. I normally save that for ads, but let's just go with it today. Back to the show. Today, we are chatting with a really cool upcoming artist that I think you guys would love. So Todd McVicker is a worship pastor from Atlanta, and you have never heard of him before. I know that because he literally just released his first EP. Now, the EP is called Finish With Fighting, and I was really struck by it because it's actually not just about quote unquote, letting go and letting God. It's actually about putting down your pride and putting down uh, your need to be right and choosing peace with the people right in front of you. Now that concept alone deserves deserves some attention, right? But the other things about Todd that I really, really value is that his music is Christian. He's chosen to go through the Christian music route, but it doesn't sound like Christian radio, which you know we sometimes love, but also it has the same sound the whole time, right? No, Todd has this really cool R&B, like synth. There's a little bit of pop there. It's a little bit of worship there. This sound, this soul sound, he grew up on R&B. He didn't grow up in the church and you can tell. You can tell because it's infused through his music, the sounds of other cultures and genres. Um, and it makes it something really beautiful and really, really cool. Now, the other thing about Todd that makes him different, aside from the fact he wasn't a church kid like a lot of us, was that he's actually 40 now. He's choosing to come into the Christian music market at an age where most people have dropped multiple albums and they've given it a shot, but he's actually worked through so much stuff and is taking a chance. Um, and I really respect that. I think that he has a lot of wisdom that people in Christian music and outside of Christian music can learn from. I, I was certainly 
really inspired by what he said and humbled by what he said. This is a guy who has done a lot of self-work. So I think you will like what we have to say. Now, I spoke to Todd in January. He's been waiting a while for this interview, so thank you for your patience, Todd. Um, And in the meantime, he's actually released a couple of new singles, so you're going to hear them through this episode. We have so much more to play for you because of that, which is awesome. So enjoy this episode, friends. Now, if you're new to the show, I say it every time, we're going to have a short bio, who, what, when, where, why. In this case, you're all going to meet Todd McVicker. I think you will love him. I think you'll be adding him to your playlists. Uh, And then we're going to go straight into the interview. My friends, meet Todd McVicker. Meet Todd McVicker, an upcoming artist based in Atlanta, Georgia, who is changing the sound of Christian music. And a large part of this comes from the fact that Todd didn't grow up in the church. In fact, he listened to R&B and actually cites Boys to Men as one of his influences growing up. Now, Todd always had his foot in music, but the worship genre only became an option for him when he found out it existed. Fair, right? Now, as the story goes, Todd followed a girl to church found Jesus and soon discovered that his love for singing was just what the worship team needed. Don't you love it in the worship team when you find someone the congregation can sing? Thank God. Now in the past 13 years, Todd has worked with multiple multicultural churches across the US. He has served as a worship pastor, a writer, a producer, a mentor and an event creator. In 2021, he's actually the creative pastor at Victory Church in Atlanta, which is a multi-site church with a music collective called Victory House Worship. The collective is formed of culturally reconciled worshippers and creatives who will bring a fresh sound to the worship music landscape and their single Standing on Your Faithfulness came out last October. Now Todd has worked with church communities for years but it was only in 2020 that he made the bold move to emerge as a solo singer-songwriter. His dynamic, diverse and smooth sounds became a fan favourite on Spotify. His singles Lifeline and So Brand New gained more than 80,000 followers each and were featured on Spotify's New Music Friday Christian playlist and Pandora's New Christian Music playlist. His debut EP, Finish With Fighting, also landed in October and showcased a slick yet authentic take on worship, which we love. And in it, Todd details his wrestle with laying down arguments and choosing to love others well. Now, earlier this year, Todd released a reimagined version of his single, Everything In You, which featured the sweet tones of Ashley Corrin, who actually also goes to his church, showing that he is a creative, adaptable force in music. His latest single, only dropped a few weeks ago, called Love Comes In, has already reached 100,000 streams on Spotify, which is ridiculous. If you're looking for a new approach to Christian music, if you're sick of it, this is it. I spoke to Todd about the genesis of Finish With Fighting, what it means to choose peace over being right, and why it's time for Christian music to hear Todd McVicker's voice. Those are my words, not his. My friends, I think you will be inspired and probably relate very much to this man. This is Todd McVicker. For all our guests who have never heard of Todd McVicker before and their Spotify playlists are just about to be revolutionised, who is Todd McVicker? <laughs> That's a good question. If you find out, will you let me know? <laughs> um, Todd McVicker is me. Hello. Um, I am a worship pastor from Atlanta, Georgia, um, and I've been doing music in uh, as some sort probably for the last 20, 25 years or so. Um, I was always musical growing up. Um, the story I love to tell is I, I sung at my preschool graduation. So that was, a, yeah, thank you. Yeah, it was, it was a big moment. Um, <laughs> So I've always been musical. I went to a performing arts high school um, 
and uh, were I was in R and B groups um, as a teenager, and then never I grew up in church. My family wasn't religious at all, um, and then I had this amazing encounter with Jesus following this girl to a church. Um, and got, gave gave my life to the Lord at like 18 years old, um, and started just trying to figure out what it meant to be uh, a Christian. You know, how do, how do I follow Jesus? So I started attending the church that I got saved at and, um, met some people around my age. And, uh, one of the guys asked me, um, if I would come and do worship at his small group. And I said, sure. Uh, what's worship? Had no idea what he was talking about. Um, he said, you know, sometimes we sing songs. I was like, yeah. He's like, will you come do that? I was like, sure. So I'd come over early. He would teach me the song and then I would sing it for a small group. And just from that very small moment, just fell in love with what worship music could do. Um, you know, it's this amazing bridge between people and God that I feel like music is just such a, uh, just amazing tool that gets at heart and emotion. And, um, so I started like leading worship there. Um, and I did that for, I don't know, a year or two, then got pulled into youth ministry to do some worship stuff and then young adults and then weekends and, um, eventually was hired on at the church, uh, about 12 or 13 years ago or something like that for young adult, um, worship. And yeah, so, um, that kind of, you know, started all this, I've done some independent, you know, worship band kind of things that never really went anywhere. Um, I've done some stuff with the church that has been, you know, varying levels of success, but, uh, you know, coming into 2020, uh, my wife and I have been talking for a while about what it would look like for, to, for me to become an artist. And, you know, I'm kind of getting started late <laughs> in that game, but, uh, just felt like it was sort of time. And I mean, God really kissed it and brought a bunch of people into my life to kind of help me. Um, figure out how to do this and, and the right way to do it. And I've been, uh, I've just been writing this amazing cloud of just, just following God through this whole process and uh, seeing him do just some incredible things with it. Wow. That's an incredible story. Was, can I ask, was that woman your wife, your current now wife? No. Someone else? <laughs> Sorry. Okay. We can edit that else. part out. Yeah. No, 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 that's fine. It's it's a great part of the story because so I the reason I ca- the reason I actually came to the church is because I was I, I wanted to uh, go out with her, so I asked her out and she said um, I won't go on a date with you, but you can come to this play at my church. I was like, oh great, you know, a church play that sounds that sounds fantastic. Great, but I yeah. went and got saved, and we we dated for a couple of years, but um, she moved away, which is which is totally fine. And then I met my wife a couple of years later, actually at the church. We joined the church, we became members on the same day and didn't meet till, uh, years later doing a play. No. Actually. So yeah, it was, it was it meant was, to be, it was Providence. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Ask me to leave before I believe. 
question is literally what is it that makes you different in Christian music uh, and I just love the fact that well firstly you, your first thing was I don't know what worship is like when you started and I thought yeah. I'm gonna love this guy um, this is great um, so can you tell me like do you classify yourself as with like your solo work do you classify yourself as like a Christian music artist, like would it be something that you would hope to have in the Christian market or do you classify yourself as like a musician who just happens to have, you know, Christian values and roots and beliefs? It's definitely more on the the worship Christian angle um, Mm -hmm. than than anything else. And um, that's just who I am. Like that's just such a part of my my life and my relationship with God is, is the cornerstone literally of everything. So um, every song that, that I write and, and release absolutely comes from that place of worship. So it, it may not, it may not have the sound of, you know, you know, what we would consider, I guess, a traditional worship song, or it might borrow some stylings from other genres and stuff like that. But at the core is, is for sure kind of that, that worship moment. And, but I've, uh, because of how I grew up, um, I mean, I, I, I was raised by my grandparents and they were all into like fifties and sixties music. So I grew up with being Crosby and mamas and the papas. So I had this amazing singer songwriter kind of, uh, uh, journey, you know, as a young kid and then grew up, loved R and B music. So, you know, boys to men was like the pinnacle for me. Um, and then started getting into more um, like alternative and late nineties and stuff like that. So I feel like I have a wide range of things that I like. So I, I, I definitely pull from those influences when we're creating the song, but it 100% starts from, from a worship standpoint. Mm-hmm. No, I love that. And as you were citing those influences, I could hear them when I listened to your music. And that's what made me so excited when I when I heard it, um, because it sounded it's such a cliche term to say fresh, but it, it sounded so new. <laughs> like like we oh, both are so used so to. Oh no, you yeah, know you've done a great job, really, because we're so used to hearing a certain sound on Christian radio or a certain style of worship, and you've done a really great job of finding what that looks like for you and just embracing it, um, which wow. I also think is really brave as a musician and in Christian music, because wow. it's sort of, it takes a little bit of guts to push against the norm. So you Thank really you. Well. I really, I really appreciate that. I, I think the reason I waited so long to, uh, to come out as an artist is because I, I didn't feel like in the years past, I had anything different to say. And I mean, I think we all kind of have this, this, uh, moment in our, in our walk with God, where we sort of get tired of, of, you know, Christianity as a, 
uh, as the consumer side of it. So the, the art that's made or the services that are, that are there. And I definitely went through that where I was sort of jaded and like, it all sounds the same. There's nothing new. And I mean, I think most of that is rooted at least for me in pride. <laughs> so yeah, I had to go through yeah. a whole, whole process of just, you know, who, you know, who do I think I am to be able to comment on anyone's artistic expression? And, um, you know, I came to the point where I realized it's just preference anyway. And, you know, the people that I don't like, they just prefer other things and that's okay. And so I had to get to a point where, you know, if I had done this 10 years ago, it definitely would have come from a standpoint of, you know, I'm the best. I know what I'm doing. Everyone else should listen to me. And I've, I've come so far away from that, that I'm just, I'm just trying to be another voice that maybe would say something a little different or the, or it sounds a little different than what people are used to hearing. And I, I, I'm happy with that. Are you a creator? Do you like creating fancy slideshows for church? Or maybe you're a videographer, a podcaster like me. Maybe you just love creating things and you need amazing stock music or videos to fill the needs. That is where Soundstripe comes in. The team at Soundstripe are world-class musicians who have hired world-class musicians to create stock music without all the loopholes of licensing. Simply subscribe and you can select what track you want and license it as many times as you want. It's a great way to support artists and create world-class content. We love our friends at Soundstripe. We have been partnered with them since the first episode of Between You and Me, and we are so grateful for their support. If you would like to use their content or check them out, go right now to soundstripe.com and use the code UMEPOD at checkout for 10% off. That is the code UMEPOD at the checkout, and you will get 10% off. You're welcome. Hey, it's me again. Big surprise, I know. But you know what I love? Nearly equally as much as good music. I love a good band tee. And I love a good nostalgic band tee, which is why I'm a big fan of the Between You and Me web store. If you head there right now, you will actually find that we have throwbacks to some of the most iconic Christian musicians and plenty of ammunition for the next catch up with the friends you survived Christian college with or who also survived being a PK with. Go check out our t-shirts, our hoodies, our masks, because that's a thing in 2020, and even our phone covers or notebooks. We would love you to take home a piece of Between You and Me and remember wherever you go that you belong here, that you are a part of a family of misfits 
and worshippers and questioners and people who apparently like nostalgia. Go and check it out now at our website, betweenyouandmepod.com and hit the shop button. I love that. I really resonate with that too. Even like as as a writer, um, I, I, I resonate with like in my early days of some of the things I wrote or even my mindset while I was writing it, even reviewing music um, and oh, having wow. to go on that learning curve of going, well, what I have to say is valuable, but it's not the only thing to say, but it doesn't nullify what I can share with the world. It's sort of like coming right. to that full circle moment. Um, can you tell me a little bit about your EP? And it's, is it now finished with fighting? Yeah. Is that, mm-hmm. Yes, I got it. Sorry. You got it. Clearly that was the one thing I didn't have on my notes. Great. Good work, Jessica. Um, so can you tell me about the EP? Um, and obviously it's about what it means to let go and release everything mm-hmm. to God. But can, can you sort of dive into that uh, for me and tell me about what formed the premise of it? Yeah. Um, so this, I, I've been on this just incredible journey with the Lord, probably for about two years now. Uh, I'm sure there were seeds of it, you know, earlier. Um, but like I said, I, I am a pretty passionate person just by nature. And so, um, anytime I was in a conversation with someone or in a meeting about something, my way was absolutely the right way. I mean, no one could tell me anything different. And then everyone else was wrong just automatically because, you know, we think that the way we think is the way that you should think. And so, um, I ran into a lot of issues with that. Um, not surprisingly, because people don't like that (laughs) when you're, when you're right all the time. Yeah. And honestly, um, I didn't even see it. Like I couldn't see it. So people would tell me like, Hey, this is how you're coming across. And we're like, well, they just don't understand me or, you know, whatever it is. We, we build those narratives in our mind. And all of a sudden, one day, I'm minding my own business. I am. This is not a season of me like really pressing into God or anything like that. Like it's, it's, not, it's just, I'm just doing like a, just reading the Bible, um, no real plan, just sort of kind of checking it off for the day. Nothing super spiritual about it at all, but just reading it. And I came across this scripture, it's red letters, and Jesus says to love your enemies, pray for those who abuse you and use you. And if someone uh, strikes you, offer the other cheek. And it, in this moment of like clarity and sincerity, I don't even know where, where it came from, but I just simply said to God in that moment, I just don't think I can do that. And um, I don't know if I've ever done that before, like just verbally responded to something in the word like that. But I just really said, I just, I don't know that if I, I can live like that. Um, you know, I grew up very much in a survival kind of mindset. So if, if you got into a fight where I grew up, um, you, you had to not only win, but you had to put that person on the ground or else they were going to keep attacking you. So that I'm coming from that mindset of if someone strikes me, I can't not, first of all, I can't not respond in kind. And then second of all, I definitely can't offer the other cheek. I mean, that's, that's crazy to me, you know, and there's like a whole part of that that's tied into like, you know, being an American and, you know, what, you know, the fight that's in, you know, American culture and stuff like that. And, um, I just, just, like I said, in that moment of clarity, just said, I can't do that. And just the sweetest response from God was, I know, but that's not what I've called you to. And it just, it just something changed like in that moment. And I just went, okay, well, if, if, if this is you really like trying, trying to do something in my life, I just need you to 
like a dad just showing me like step after step because I just, I can't even comprehend what you're asking of me. And it was weird because it was the same time that all these controversies were happening, like on social media. The one that I can, I can remember because I'm a, I'm a worship leader also is there was this controversy about the Corey Asbury song, Reckless Love. I don't know if you, oh, if you yes. saw any of that. So, yeah. you know, there's the, the camp that's like, this song is amazing. And then there's the camp that's like, well, God's love is not reckless and you can't, whatever, whatever. It doesn't really matter what side, what side yeah. of the aisle you fall on in that. But there was just like, people were just beating each other up over that one song. I was like, well, that's kind of weird, you know? And I just sort of took a step back and was like, that's kind of weird. And then the other controversy um, was the Beth Moore uh, thing. Um, I can't remember the other guy, but this no, idea. I know, of, I know exactly what you mean. Yep. Yeah. Women, women should preach or women shouldn't preach. And I just, I took a step back from that too and went, man, I just, we're that both camps are using the word to like beat each other up. And I, I just felt like God was, was using those things that I was seeing that was frustrating to me to kind of shepherd me through what it meant to not fight. And I came to this realization that unless it's a like heaven or hell thing, it's just not worth it. And we can have different ideas on if it's the right one or the left one or the red one or the blue one. It most likely is preference. And I mean, from, from everything that I've seen in the Bible, I can't see, you know, black and white, whether reckless love is wrong or right. And I can't yeah. see black and white, whether Beth Moore should preach or not, you know, I, I really feel like it's 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 more of a what do you feel and whatever that is, just go for it because I don't think it's a heaven or hell thing. I think it's just it's just a preference. So that sort of kind of op- opened my eyes to like this larger world of oh my gosh, I can I can really live in peace with people because at the end of the day, it just doesn't matter that much. And so I would I would use that in meetings and stuff. Um, I would get in a meeting and. I would have a you know a thing that I thought was the way to go, and someone else would have a different idea, and I would find myself like getting like riled up about it. And internally, I would just go, "Who cares? It's not that big a deal." So I would go, "Okay, let's do let's do that one," and just get all the way behind it and not root for it to fail secretly. And and so that that's the the idea of finish with fighting came from that whole journey of just saying, "I'm just I'm I'm done with." with whatever that thing is that we have to fight against each other. We have to take a stand. We have to pick a side and I'm just, I'm tapping out and I'm just, I'm just going to be with Jesus and anyone else that wants that can have it. I, I don't want it. Burdens, I'm just one person crushed. 
brave enough to actually like share that I feel like that's a journey that lots of people will either they have or they choose not to take it but then we don't express it because it's like we don't sound like picture-perfect Christians when we when we're truthful about it um thank you because it's so true (laughs) (laughs) um it just just not not laughing to make make light of it just like I get the sense of of the taking sides and what do we fight Mm -hmm. for and what's worth fighting for and how do we turn the other cheek and even the fact that you were pulling from that like that a lot of it was about Christians turning on other Christians um Mm -hmm. on on sometimes small sometimes big things but really beating each other up um and your decision to actually address that from your own personal life is really cool because we don't talk about that. We should, but we don't. Um, And that's really amazing. That must have been, like, rewarding but also really painful. Oh, it it absolutely was. It. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times I had a situation you know, happen where I slipped back into old ways of, of thinking and that just would come home. And again, that still small voice would be like, Hey buddy, like <laughs> you, you missed it a little bit here today. Remember, remember the journey that we're on. I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. I just, yeah. it's so easy to slip back into, you know, you've been living one way for so long that it absolutely is painful. And here's what I felt like he, he revealed to me during the whole process. The reason it's painful is because you're literally dying. You're dying to your beliefs and who you are and your identity. And, and I think that's what we're called to do. I think that's that whole, like, pick up your cross and, um, you know, follow me. I think that's that idea of us dying to who we are is really what Jesus was trying to say, but we really like who we are. So (laughs) we don't, why, why would we want to kill ourselves, you know? And so yeah, it is it is painful because you're you're dying. And but I think the crazy thing about that is the more that we die to who we are, the more we become who he created us to be anyway. And so yeah, you die, but you get this whole brand new life that's just filled with so much more color and beauty and um the stress melts away because you're not in conflict and it's just it's it's painful but it's beautiful.
as being totally authentic with God and being honest with him, even when you don't like what he's saying, changed how you encounter him? It has changed. And I know people listening to this might be like, okay, we've heard this before, but I, it has changed literally everything about my life. It has changed how I interact with my wife, with my daughter, with my coworkers, with my music friends, with the world, with social media, because I have this real authentic relationship with my creator and he really does care enough about us. Even like the small things that seem insignificant, he cares so much about us that he's, he's there to shepherd us through those things. So, you know, fights with my wife look different now because, Hey, I'm not trying to fight. I'm trying to come to an understanding of why are we in this disagreement? And, you know, I'm not a hundred percent, you know, I don't always do it the right way, but I mean, Hopefully she would tell you the same thing that, yeah, when we get into arguments, I'm not trying to win. I'm not trying to come out the victor of the argument. I'm really trying to understand what's, what's the underlying conflict that, that is causing this, this disagreement or this argument. And let's come to a, a, a understanding quick to repent um, and really mean it. I felt like in the past I've been quick to repent, but it was with an agenda of I'm going to repent because I want to get out of this, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and and the big thing probably for me is like the social media rat race. Like I'm just I'm just so over it, and um, I I don't want to be controversial, and I don't I don't want to jump into those things. I would love to have those conversations with people in private. Like if if someone said to me, "Hey, I, I really want to talk some stuff through. Can we grab some coffee?" Absolutely, but I, I'm not I'm not willing to make a stand on on a you know, social media platform because it gets points with people. It just, it's just silly to me. So it really has changed every aspect of my life. And it's a continual thing. I mean, the more that I read the word with this idea of, I can really talk to the creator of this Bible and ask him about it and say, Hey, you, you know, you led Paul to say this here. And that, that was a weird statement. And I don't know how to process that. (laughs) Um, like, can you help me understand what he was trying to communicate there? And, and he does, you know, it's just, it's amazing. It really is. Yeah. That's really cool. What is the riskiest thing about coming out as a solo artist at this point for you? Oh, the riskiest thing was, well, what if people don't like it? Um, Because I, you know, I am human and I think with any art um, and I've dabbled in a ton of different art but with any art you know you are presenting this thing that was birthed out of you to the world saying i hope you like this and um so that was a like a giant gamble because just like you said when we started the conversation who is todd mcvicker no one knows who i am other than you know the small group of people in in atlanta georgia so you know me at like 40 years old going hey guys i have something, something to say in in a in a industry that tends to be younger um, was definitely scary and but I, I went into it with such an open hand that I really felt like the what I had to say and the way I wanted to say it was a unique take and I was okay with wherever it it landed and I've been so I mean just blown away by the response um, that that it's had in people's lives that it's, 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 it's been kind of crazy this last year. Thank you for being brave enough to do that. 
Thank you. I know that there's, it's a really weird, Christian music is really weird and popularity and success is really weird. Um, mm-hmm. But what you're doing and what you're creating is like there's there's nothing else like it and you do it so well. And that thank that's you. a necessity enough to be like, no, that's needed to be there. Um, so thank you for putting yourself out there like that and being committed enough to your own sound and what God's taught you, not just shaping it to be like, this will get on playlists. You actually create something that's... Yeah real and authentic um not to say other things aren't but I just that's what I picked up when I listened to your music and I really am grateful for that thank you yeah absolutely yeah that authentic uh part is so so important to me and in the um songwriting process um I've written with just some incredible you know friends and, and people that I've known and that was always the center of the conversation is 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 this authentic is, or is this something that, you know, we heard in, you know, a Hillsong record 20 years ago, and we're just going to say the same thing. And they're great records, just, but yes, you're right. Great. Absolutely. <laughs> great. I mean, influential in my life for sure. But yeah, yeah. I mean, tw- 20 years ago, I want to say something a little bit different and a little bit um, newer, <laughs> and, yeah. but you know, it's not, it's not just that it's new and it's different. Is is it authentic to how I'm feeling and, um, you know, what, what God is saying to me, like all those things played, played into that for sure. I wish it were easy. Love is hard. You'll never know commitment with lies in your heart. All the rules you've carried are so unnecessary. There's no baggage to bury If we're at the start Let's just make it so brand so Leave the dust in our review How you told just me and me and Let's make it so brand new Let's just make it so brand so brand Let's make a grand questions basically have no place I'm just curious so I thought I'd throw okay. them at you and see what we come up with um, okay. now you uh, I know that you've worked with lots of different congregations and different styles of music um, so if you could record an album like granted you this is like you're working on your first few EPs but if you were to record an entirely new album in an entirely new genre that no one in your life mm. expected what genre would you choose? And nothing is off limits. That no one would expect. Um, I would probably go just way like Neo Soul. Um, yes. I don't know if that would be super unexpected, but, but um, I just, there's something about just R&B to me that is just um, the sounds and the textures of, of that music is just like home, home base for me a lot of times. Um, so I just, I, I love it so much. So yeah, just neo soul um, and you know funky sounds and yeah. pocket and small band and that that whole thing would just be. I would love that so much. That sounds like fun. If you could collab with anybody, who would it be and why? Living or dead? Okay, wow. This is uh, this is great. Um, there, this is not a Christian guy, but uh, Phineas is. Uh, 
Billie Eilish's uh, brother and producer. And uh, he just released a, a record a few months ago called Blood Harmony. Not 100% not Christian, so. You know, <laughs> but a, amazing collab, let's be honest. It, it, he, there's just something about the way that his brain works in creating music that, oh my gosh, that would just be, it would just be incredible. I'm, I'm a little bit of a fanboy when it comes to at least his approach to things. So that's, that's probably would be my, my all-time collab. I did not expect that answer, and it was a hundred times better than anything I could have guessed or hoped for. That was awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Um, if you could go back twenty years um, and speak to yourself, telling yourself what you know now, what would you say? I would say, calm down. Um, it's just not that big a deal. <laughs> <laughs> Every everything um, 20, 20 years ago to me was just such a big deal, and I fought tooth and nail for every inch and every conversation and every relationship. And it just, um, I look back on just, just dumb things that I've said and done. And I would just be like, just calm, just, just calm down. It's, it's going to, it's going to be okay. I really loved how Todd was so open. It's like, I'm new here, but I know this business. I know the industry. I know church. I know that I love what I do and I've got nothing to lose. It was so good. It was, I hate using the word refreshing because I use it so much stinking much, but, but it was, it's so lovely to hear people authentically, to hear their hearts um, and to sort of to have someone say to you, oh, I've had to work through pride. I mean, in some capacity, we've all had to work through pride. Lots of us, we all work through our own stuff, right? But to hear someone say that, um, I mean, that's awesome. That, that's a practice that for people who are Christians, that, that should be healthy for us to actually go, my self-worth and my pride are two different things. And, and where is my pride getting in the way of loving others well. You know, I was chatting with some people about this interview after it happened, and we're talking about how what Todd is doing is actually he's choosing the humble, loving third way of Christ by doing this. He's not saying don't advocate for things. He's not saying don't stand up for things or don't believe in things or don't care about issues. But he's saying that in his life, he's choosing to value the relationship over 
being right in that moment. Um, and I appreciate that for lots of people that has nuance in many, many ways. Um, but as uh, a white evangelical male, it's really cool to see to see Todd um, just be one of many people who are sort of going, how can I open up and learn and meet in the middle and and love well and become more of the person that God asked me to be? Um, that's something that I was really humbled to to hear and to learn from. Thank you for opening up about that, Todd. I'm really, really honored. Friends, you can get Todd McVicker's EP, Finish With Fighting Now. All the tracks you heard on this episode are from that EP, including his latest single, Love Comes In. But that track at the end, which is actually from Victory House Worship. So you heard Todd on there too. You're welcome. Until then, I mean, always then, my name is Jessica Morris. Why do podcasters say that? I don't know. But we're here. It has been lovely to chat with you again, my friends. Thank you for doing life with me. Stay safe, stay well, and stay hopeful. Here's to hope. If I'm being honest, I didn't think you'd stay with all my problems. I was so afraid that when you saw them, you would turn your back on me and leave. Cause in the silence, my insecurities are like a sour, taking over me and I can't hide them. Even then you see the best in me that I can't see. Through my trouble and my flaws